Welcome back to Say What You Mean. I am Jeff, and I'm here with Big Daddy. Back, 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 back. Big Daddy. Big Daddy J. Big Daddy. Big Daddy J Train. Yeah. Boop, boop. Yeah. My I got to ask, honest opinion. Yeah. What did you think of Jeff Thoughts? I liked it. Okay. No, I did. I, I was I so self-conscious because no, nobody really I mean, said anything, so I'm just like, I mean, nobody right. said anything about Jake Thoughts either. I did. You did. Oh, okay. And I told you how much I That's liked true. about okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure, like, it wasn't trash. Hopefully, people enjoyed it. I don't know. I, I, um, <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. Okay. I thought it was good. Okay. Um, it was fun to, it was fun to listen to. Why was Kylie so amped to listen to it? I don't know. It was just, <laughs> we were. I mean, we were in the hospital. Need we something just, to do. Well, yeah, but yeah. also, I mean, it's it's an interesting. It's a different perspective. For sure. Yeah, I liked that you were able to like talk. It was cool. I was glad that. I wasn't there for the Truman talk. Oh, okay. I like that okay. because, uh, yeah, because I would one, I would probably like dominate the conversation, mm-hmm. but two, I liked hearing what you had kind of discovered. Yeah, so. what a puss. Puss. <laughs> <laughs> he was an interesting guy. He's definitely very interesting. Uh, kind of a, I mean, definitely, yeah, kind of a pushover. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. But, um, but it's weird because when push came to shove and mm-hmm. he knew he had to do something, yeah, he was like, "Fuck that." Mm-hmm. And like out of nowhere, just got this like, just in just rush and in and just elevation of leadership mm-hmm. when he had to. Yeah, like this is my job; I have to do it. Um, One of the few guys you could honestly say like did not seek power, but had, ooh, but kind of had powers thrust on him. There was something he did that was, oh, his battle with the unions, mm-hmm. and he. Because of the um, the battle between the corporations and the unions after the World War after World War Two, um, everyone was striking, mm-hmm. and that was putting a ton of pressure on him. But the biggest thing was the railroad strike. Oh. So then he instituted he announced in front of Congress that if if these unions strike, then I will um, essentially sign them all up for the military. Mm. And they were like, "Okay, never mind, strike's over." So. Yeah. I mean, that was the only where I was like, ooh, no, pushing I mean, it there, I, but Well, I mean, I, I guess what I meant was, like, he didn't really seek the presidency. He kind of had the presidency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He didn't really – he also didn't really seek the Senate. It just kind of happened. With, For sure. Because people thought he was going to be their kind of lackey. Yeah. Pendergast, who was – Pendergast the, didn't want him to do it, but all of his other guys yeah. said, get him in there, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. So you just kind of, like – he just kind of, like – let people just kind of like I don't know, Whoa. like we want you here. Yeah. And so he just kind of went with it, and next thing he knows, he's basically a figurehead vice president. Yeah. And then ends up president yeah. because the guy dies. That and- that's an interesting. You just made me think about this, but like, so his dad always said that like you needed a little bit of luck. Um, to 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 he wanted to be rich. His dad wanted to be rich. His dad died of like cancer or something. But um, his dad always wanted to be rich. So he's like, but it also takes a little bit of luck. So he gambled all of their money on grain stock, right before the yes the depression. And then so he lost everything. And so for Truman, he kind of did the same thing. He believed that his dad had was onto something, saying that like I need to I need to gamble something. I need to like I need to have a little bit of luck on my side as well. So he 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 started an oil business. Dude, this is the most this is the saddest thing. He started an oil drilling company and had everybody kind of pitch in money to help him. And had Bess. They weren't married at the time, I don't think, but Bess like paid money into it to try to help him out because they were lifelong friends and. Uh, 
He ran out of money for drilling, and he's like, well, I have to sell everything. I have to sell the company. He sells the company. 20 days later, they struck oil, and we're, we're millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like – so when you're talking about like him kind of just letting things go – I felt I feel like when you said that I, I imagine Truman from what I know him constantly trying to control his destiny mm-hmm. and it never working out. But then when he's just like unfortunately had to be through Pendergast, but that's ultimately mm-hmm. what led him to the presidency. But he did kind of just say, Well, you know, I'm gonna join the army and then through the army becomes a captain and then leads his brigade through freaking nobody dying and just crushing it. Mm-hmm. And as he stops trying to kind of control things things start happening mm-hmm. which is interesting yeah i don't know you take a life lesson from that for sure yeah for sure you could be president dude <laughs> just let shit go uh, like i said i'm too i'm way too sensitive i'm too sensey i mean you might be but i think in, you could be president in today's yeah but dude the the media today versus the media back then it's non-stop man it is non-stop. Ev- everything is recorded everything they have to fill there's little news stations on cable. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's three major ones, yeah. right? They have to fill 24 hours Stupid. every day for now until eternity with something to talk about. Yeah. That's and not even really news. No. and But but then they pay people a shit ton of money to then give their opinions. I'm trying to get about paid to that, give my opinions. About that whatever non-story happened. happened. Yeah. And they have to make it sound like it's life, life or, or death. death. Yeah. So, <laughs> dude, you know it's true when we're just saying the same <laughs> shit. Oh God. Okay. So, was Wells born on the twentieth? He was born on the twentieth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very casual announcement to me, by the way, mm-hmm. which is totally something I would have done to you. Jen's like, I was like, oh yeah, Wells came, and Jen's like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's how he told me. <laughs> we're mid conversation. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, this happened this morning, and then you send me a picture of him. I was we were in recovery when I mm, sent you that. Yeah. Well, everybody's waiting. Nah, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's a big deal, dude. <laughs> it's a kidding. big deal. Yeah. What a blessing. It is a huge blessing and so thankful that everything worked out. Um, yeah, he's healthy. Um, I can't believe you're a fucking dad, dude. I know, I'm still <laughs> wrapping my head around it. I can't. I can't until I see you doing it. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, I mean, I changed my first diaper the first day we had him. And How'd that go? Uh, it went all right. Poo or pee? Uh, both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he eats and shits a lot. Oh yeah, dude. A lot. Get um, it, boy. So like, yeah, I mean there, it was just a, a whirlwind of like 1 PM, my 1, 1 AM might as well be like 11 AM or like 5 PM. Mm. Like I have no concept now of, of time. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Especially since like the hospital was such a crazy experience mm-hmm. um leading up to wells coming um we had the full gambit of great care to absolute like shit how long were care. you there we were there for five days yeah that's long enough to have that spectrum mm-hmm. yeah so it was like <laughs> i'm like there was times when i was like thank god we have this person and then shift change oh my god how did you get this job yes and <laughs> oh yeah and uh so to give i guess part of like this bit of the yeah. story i'll tell skip. all the story dude no everybody wants i want to hear this i don't give a fuck if anyone else wants to hear it <laughs> all right okay well if i i'll go and i'll go yeah into i'm interested then i've been waiting all right i know you've been waiting um <laughs> this is the first time we have, i've been able to see you yeah. since um all of this happened so the uh 
so Monday we we had the scheduled induction or started the induction process. We get we get into the hospital seven thirty in the morning. We check in. They get us into our room. Um, get Kylie in her bed, um, and they start giving her um, whatever the medication is. I can't remember what it's sure. called. That start that's supposed to start um, softening the cervix because mm-hmm. Kylie at this point is zero centimeters mm-hmm. dilated. Excuse me. So we're sitting there and waiting and waiting and waiting, and they they're telling us, okay, so there's there's mul- there's two ways. Once we get to the point where it's the cervix gets soft enough that we feel we can start the actual induction mm-hmm. process that causes contractions. Mm-hmm. There's two ways we can we can try to force dilation. One is with that's medicine, okay, pitocin. The second is with what's called a Cook catheter, which is literally a balloon mm-hmm. that they stick onto a machine, shove it up there into the cervix, and the balloon slow like oh well, my like God. expands and forces the cervix to open, open, yeah, to a certain centimeter, and yeah. then it just falls out okay. once it gets to a certain like diameter. And so we're like, they're like, which do you prefer? Well medication right that's how it was it was that's how it was like that sounds like medieval torture the other one i know right like i was like well obviously i'm like you're like can i get that one so i'm like so i was like well so what's the the cause benefit like what's the what is the benefit in drawbacks to both of them yeah yeah, they said like well um the medication um works Mm -hmm. the other one works and then um but the other one is really the the mechanical one is really painful i'm like Okay, well, what's the downside of the medication? Oh, it no no real downside. I'm like, okay, well then, why even yeah. bring up the, the <laughs> why even bring up this torture device? Yeah. Like it doesn't even make any sense. And so we're like, okay, well, we choose the medication. Yeah, like, for sure. So, uh, but what was said, what what we didn't know, and why we kept Uh-oh. being super confused is that the next nurse was like, okay, well, it's time to start the cook catheter. And we're like, wait what yeah they're like well the the medication isn't working so we got to do the the cook catheter i'm like okay well that that was like i i don't know it just felt there wasn't the there was a massive lack of communi lack of mac of lack of communication yeah in the probability of having to use the catheter because all we went from thinking it was like not gonna happen like right. not gonna not have to have it not we chose not to do it yeah. so therefore it was like not in our it's, the window, it's, it's not gone. not in our realm of possibility yeah. to oh we're here to insert this <laughs> okay um they the, came with it ready to go yeah pretty oh, much oh my god okay so, so that we're like well i guess this is happening oh shit um so but before that yeah the, the first doctor it was like jaws of life dude. this dude um there's this it's the old the only male doctor we had interacted mm-hmm. with he came in first thing like monday mm-hmm. and he's He's kind of like he's a doctor that if like five years from now it was like doctor um, arrested for fill in the blank, okay. you would not be shocked oh. at whatever fill in the blank Why? was. It's just kind of scandal. He just looks like he has a okay. scandal pending. Okay, I love that. You just kind of you know what I That's mean. That's the kind it's of doctor like, you want. Too. He's super creepy. <laughs> just like kept talking about the cervix needed to be ripened. No. And just kept saying that over and over again. Like we we're waiting for the cervix to ripen. Like, dude, stop. I like that. Stop with that. I like that. You like yeah. that? Oh my okay. Well you and him can go be best yeah, friends. Dude, weirdos. he's gonna be on the podcast. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even remember. So many people. I I remember 
three people's names mm-hmm. from the whole thing. I don't even remember. Where our... were you? In... Oh, Creek? four people. Uh, no, we were Sunnyside. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's great. Because Kylie has um, what's called a antithrobin deficiency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Antithrobin is something that is naturally in the blood that allows um, the blood to clot. And um, Kylie or keeps the blood from clotting. Kylie doesn't have has an antithrobin deficiency. Yeah. And so her, she is pl- prone to blood clots, especially under pr- like under pregnancy. Like, is she pregnancy. always? Um, well, if she doesn't take like she doesn't if she became completely sedentary, mm-hmm. she could she's high, oh, okay. more prone okay. to. Uh, but if you just somewhat take care of yourself. Yeah. You're okay. Okay. But pregnancy, um, with how crazy that is on your body, there's a increased risk to blood clotting, even with being active. Or okay. especially after pregnancy, when you're laying around all the time after recovering, you're sedentary, worried about blood especially clots. Especially where, where you guys eventually had to go in this process, mm-hmm. that recovery is way longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Definitely. Okay. So, um, Immediately, they got on like these leg massage. They put these leg massagers on her um, when when we got in there. So she's been having to give since the start of the pregnancies. Kylie's been having to give herself uh, injections of um, of medication uh, called Lovenox to basically it's to increase her antithrobin in her blood so that she doesn't clot. And but we had to time the pregnancy. We couldn't go to we couldn't go to term. Okay. Because if he came at any random time and she still had the blood thinners in her bloodstream, mm-hmm. she couldn't clot. Therefore, the risk of bleeding oh, during pregnancy God, that's right. goes way up. Yeah. So we had to we had to schedule the pregnancy right, because right. so Kylie could stop the could get off get that stuff out of the blood thinners out of her yeah. system, which would allow her blood to naturally clot for that window he yeah. was going to be born in. Uh, but to and then go immediately back on them after he was born mm. so then it stops it stops the bleeding so it's like wow. trying to thread a needle yeah. with Kylie's condition so all of that's adding already kind of stressful which is why Kylie's had a whole team of doctors she's had what's called a, like a perinatologist and hematologist mm-hmm. her primary care all of them kind of coming up with this but kaiser maybe this is just any medical institution if it's dog shit then it's not because <laughs> it's fucking definitely kaiser <laughs> nobody ever looks at her chart yeah that's kaiser from time like we're it's like we're having to tell each individual person that we meet that we meet her whole story i just want to interject not to cut you off no, but fine. like with jen's um endometriosis mm-hmm. and all of her medical history every fucking time she sees somebody new. She has to relive the trauma and go over all of it every single time. Mm-hmm. And like for some cases, like with Jen, it's exhausting to relive all of the problems that you have to, you have every yeah, day. Sure. And because nobody can fucking read, mm-hmm. she has to do that. Yeah. So totally, totally mm-hmm. get what you're saying. Well, I mean, and you yours has so much more trauma attached. Yeah, to it. for sure. So like. Us, it was just it was just tiring. It's exhausting to keep saying it. Um, <laughs> Can you read, motherfuckers? I God. know, right? And then you're worried about like, okay, well, are they if they're making decisions on changing things, mm-hmm. and they're you're worried like, are they actually reading everything? Are they making these yes, decisions Jake. based on what is the what what actually needs to happen? Yeah. So it's like 
I'm getting more and more as the days as the hours go by. I'm getting more and more stressed. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, well, it's you're just not diet. Like Kylie was just not dilating. Okay. And they put the cook catheter in. Oh. Um, under fentanyl. Like, like, do you want fentanyl? Oh my. And at Christ. first we were like, fentanyl, and I'm just thinking, um. Well, what like the street drug fentanyl, yeah, right, right? Right, just but overdosing. We researched it. We talked about it beforehand. They've been giving patients small dosage of fentanyl yes. through an IV for childbirth for decades, mm-hmm. and it's fine. So the first one, and it has like it's out of the system in forty five in like mm-hmm. forty five minutes. Oh wow! Um, so it's this very very small dose, yes. but it does kill the pain. So Kylie takes the fentanyl for the Cook catheter. Yeah, she's able to do it with very little pain. Wow, good. Um, and then they give her the pitocin, which mm-hmm. st- is starting the contractions. And her contract, like he's a big baby. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a small woman. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a contractions are incredibly there. I've never, she's tough. Kylie is far more tough than I am. Yeah. I've seen her in immense amount of pain. I've never seen her in that kind of pain before, which I mean, I, that's pregnancy, right? right? But right. I mean, it's painful. And so she's like, the, the nurse has said, do you need, do you want more fentanyl? And Kylie takes that. That lasts about 30 minutes before she's like, in excruciating pain again so they give her a third dose of fentanyl (laughs) like back to back to back so this time she's completely out of it this is tuesday night this is tuesday night so we're already like 36 36 hours in and and i'm starting to worry about i'm starting to worry about her blood clotting because she's been off of her blood clotting medication for 30 for because she she took her last dose 24 hours before going in. Yeah. So she's at almost 72 hours without having her blood clot and mm-hmm. blood clotting. And I keep hearing the doctors and nurses going back and forth about, well, her blood, like how much reserve does a baby have? Because think about it. He's been under contractions for almost 48 hours where mm-hmm. he's just getting smashed against a cervix that won't open. And so he's just going, bam. Bam, bam, yeah. and it's just like mashing him, Mr. and they're Mr. get me out of <laughs> and here. And like they're like Kylie, they're like I hear them talking, and they're like, well, her blood, her her blood pressure's dropping. They they hooked up. They so then Kylie's like, it got to the point. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. It got to the point where the contractions are so bad. Kylie's like, they're like, do you want your um epidural? Your epidural yeah. now. And she's she, she got the epidural, and that thankfully killed the pain. So okay. then Kylie was able to, but then that, at that point she's bedridden. So yeah. they have got the cook catheter in. Oh then they put a ur- then they put a urinary uh, catheter in, plus the plus the epidural, which she's goes in all her back. Up. And then her IVs. Yeah. And um, so it's just like she literally looks like um, Anakin. Yeah. And, That's um, what you had said. Yeah. <laughs> in the tank after uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And the and it's just she's. <laughs> she's just like laid out there high on like coming down off of fentanyl has her um her epidural and she can't feel anything in her lower body yeah. she can't walk now so it's just like uh, it's like okay well so we're gonna they're like we're gonna wait this is tuesday night like we're gonna we're gonna wait through the night and see where we're at in the morning with dilation she got to like seven inch she got to seven centimeters and basically just stopped there mm-hmm. and so then i start really freaking i'm starting to really get worried because mm-hmm. they're like how much reserve does the baby have for vaginal birth like yeah. does he have the strength to be able to get to basically get through that process yeah. after going through 48 hours of contractions right and 
Kylie's blood pressure is like is lowering by the hour. And so I'm like, hey, we need to have a I was like to the doctor and the nurse. I'm like, we need to have a conversation about when are we going to a C-section? Yeah, because and then so the so the nurse and I'm assuming you and Kylie had talked about all that. Yeah. Okay. And so we we don't care. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But we didn't we don't care. But apparently Kaiser institutionally prefers vaginal birth and is going to run that course. Yeah. To the point where it's not an option anymore, and then they'll do the next option. Reactive. Yeah. The reactive mm-hmm. fuckers. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm like, so we call, I'm like, I, our nurse, we had one really, really good nurse, uh-huh. but she checked out like the day before, Ooh. had a day off, and then came, thank God, like, this was like, I feel like an act of God that mm-hmm. just so happened. We got this one woman who was just absolutely amazing, a nurse. Mm-hmm. And because we had a nurse who was very nice, but also just very passive. And I don't think she was, she wasn't going to go. She was going to go by the book versus by the patient. Yeah. Which I mean, whatever. Like I get that. Uh, but I I said to the to the kind of passive nurse, I said, we we need to have. I want to talk to the doctor. We need to have a conversation about when we yeah. about when what we're thinking, how long we're going to wait, continue to wait. Yeah. And so the doctor comes in, and thank God, like this nurse who's a very take charge nurse. Her she was a charge nurse, so she was just like every once in a while they kaiser has their charge nurses which are basically nurses above like they're basically like the staff sergeants of the nursing like community yeah like they they're in charge of triaging which what patients are doing well what patients are doing well and getting the resources to where they need to go but a couple times per month they're given um a couple rounds to Mm -hmm. keep their their chops sharp right 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 so uh, she just happened. We just happened to be one of those times for her a oh, couple wow. like back on Monday. Yeah, and so she came back off of her time off at like this was like five in the morning. Shows mm-hmm. up. She's like, "You guys are still here?" And I'm like, "Yeah, Karen. Her name was Karen." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "We need. I need your advice because she was so good for us. Like mm-hmm. the first, what, like the day before, or the two days before." And I'm like. So she comes in and kind of like takes over for the other nurse. Mm-hmm. The doctor comes in and we're talking. We're like, what are we looking at? Yeah. Here? And she's like, well, the doctor said, I'm not worried right now. We could wait a couple more hours, see if the dial, if there's any more progress on dilation. And if not, we can go to, we can go to C-section at that point. Yeah. I said, do you think they're in your opinion where they're at right now? Is there any danger in waiting those extra two hours and the doctor said at this point no i don't see any reason why it would be dangerous to continue to wait mm-hmm. i said okay well let's wait the two hours um and then we'll, we'll reconvene and i was like kylie you, you're good with that and kylie said yeah she's good with that um Dang. so i start getting my shower stuff out to just kind of take a shower to kind of try to relax Have you slept at all barely okay no this is the other really annoying thing and there's so, no to sleep well, I had I had that kind of like a small bench. little bench, yeah. right? And so uh, I'm used to that because that was basically the same sleeping arrangement I had at Brook at a uh, Rainier oh, Springs. Okay. So I was just kind of like, well, I know how to, yeah, I know how to I live. Can adapt to yeah, this. I can adapt to this. Like I've done it before. But so I'm just like, I'm gonna take a shower. Like I'm just gonna try to like flush my mind, get ready, like just kind of try to kill these next two hours. And as I'm getting my soap and everything out, um, the doctor comes in and is like it's time to go it was shoot and, and um they're like your her blood pressure just took a huge dive 
his heart beats way low. We got to go now. And it was just like, they started throwing me um, PPE. They're like, put on this like suit, yeah. put this, yeah. put this mask on this N95 mask on. Um, we're going. And like, there was a whole, uh, within 30 seconds, Jesus Christ, a whole dude. team of nurses. Yeah. Like, every, uh, there's like six nurses all around Kylie getting, and then they're running her to the OR. I'm like trying to put on the like booties, the, the booties yeah. like trying to zip up everything. And I'm trying to run to catch up with them. Yeah. That's how fast this is all going. Oh my and God. And they're like, we'll, dude. we'll bring your stuff to you in post-op, like yeah. in post-op or whatever. And like, we're going to C-section now. And so like, I'm trying to sprint to catch up to the Did OR. You feel like a doctor? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like I get in there and I sit down and they're immediately like, and it just, so to add to the stress, it was right in the middle of a shift change in the OR. Uh-huh. So there's like 20 nurses and doctors all like introducing themselves. So like, hi, I'm so-and-so we're on our way out, but I just want to say it's really nice to meet you. And Kylie's like so high. She's like, ah, it's nice to meet you too. Yeah. Like, like, but like literally there's 20 nurses yeah. all in the OR as one shift is coming in, the other shift is leaving. And it was just like, oh my god, this is so surreal! It's happening right now! It's happening right now! Yeah. And then they put the, uh, they put the 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 um, the fucking screen up, okay. and they're like, they they immediately start on Whoa. it because she's already on her epidural. Yeah. So like, and like five minutes later, they're holding him up, and he's here. Oh and um, yeah, it was he had a massive cone head. <laughs> oh yeah, because of being in the birth canal for yeah. so long. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like it reshaped itself for sure. Alex um, had one gnarly one too. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then, so yeah, then we went into recovery and, um, yeah, Kylie was already walked. She, Kylie started walking three, four hours after her C-section, wow, which was crazy. Dude. Um, she's a, yeah, she was an absolute champ. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of the whole, that was kind of the whole labor and yeah. everything, but it was really, it was really annoying because like even through um the postpartum Mm -hmm. they one they could never time anything one nurse would come in especially when we first got there they would come in and be like it's really important that you guys get some sleep and i'm like okay so i would like try to sleep and someone comes in 15 minutes later another person comes in time to check your vitals yep and then i'm like and and then they have the audacity to be like (laughs) You guys oh, sleeping? You guys sleeping? You, you get your sleep. Like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It got to the point where it was like, this has to be an SNL bit. Yeah. Like, it is so comedic. Yes. Oh, yeah. That you you can't time. Really? You can't time it? Yeah. You're going to have the audacity. Like, you're coming in so frequently. How do you not pass the person who just left her room? And told you to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that, that carried all the way through oh, the five yeah. days. And uh, it was just so stressful. And, um... Once he and the the other thing is like Kaiser is just you said reactionary mm-hmm. and they're so stuck on breastfeeding like making sure that you're mm, breastfeeding okay. that um they he was Wells was so dehydrated his second day mm. and Kylie's just breast milk hadn't come in yet mm-hmm. um he only she only could get a little bit of uh I can't um not milk but whatever the other stuff is that comes out i can't i can't remember what it's called but Mm -hmm. um it's it i mean he can eat that and it's nutritious Mm -hmm. and it's fine but she just wasn't creating enough and they kept being oh we just need to breastfeed better you just need to breast they'd bring in lactation they brought in shaming her yeah they brought in this (laughs) terrible lactation specialist Uh who was just awful yeah she made kylie feel terrible like and she's like she's like you just got to mash his face in there 
So then we're like, and of course he's like, then he's crying. He's freaked yeah, he's out. He's pissed. He's mad. He can't get what he needs. Yeah. And it's like, we get through two full days. Of, like <gasps> the first two days, he did not stop screaming. He did not stop. He was so hungry. He just kept oh. screaming and they just kept telling us, well, he just got to breastfeed better. And then the, wow, at, at like dude. three o'clock in the morning, um, on Thursday, um, one nurse comes in and she was in our room for hours trying to get him to calm down and he wouldn't calm. Mm. He just screamed and screamed and screamed but he hasn't and eaten. screamed, but he hasn't eaten. And so finally this lazy, <sighs> this one nurse, this is the one good thing she did. Uh, she's like, do you guys want donor milk? And we're like, that's been an option this whole time. Wow. Are you kidding me? But of course, it takes you fucking four days of misery for them to then say, maybe we should consider this option. Yeah, right. And they've had and they have a whole supply of formula too. Yeah. But they're like, oh, we really prefer if you breastfeed. You know what I would really prefer is my kid to not be dehydrated. Or miserable. Yeah. Fucking nur- nourished. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, ooh, I'm like, I am pissed as shit. <laughs> so I I Kylie's like I, I almost got up and like chased a nurse out of our room. Yeah. I was so pissed. Yeah. Because they were so dismissive. Yeah. Um, and, but at the same time, we've also had other great nurses. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't be pissed at everybody and I don't want to get like a complex. Yeah. But at the same time, like this one, fuck that I one. Love, I love that mental journey there, Jake, because, you know, I've spent a lot of time with Jen having sepsis and being sick in the hospital mm-hmm. and you do start questioning your own it's like you're almost being gaslit a little bit like yeah. you start questioning your own your own reactions to mm-hmm. the incompetency because you have some nurses who come in and are doing amazing and just addressing every need and making sure that you're comfortable and make sure you're cared for properly and then you have those who are just like very flippant about like man whatever I'm in and out I'm doing my job here whatever mm-hmm. or almost like they're annoyed with you yeah. and it's like what the fuck yeah Mm-hmm. We need care. Yeah. Like, and what you're talking about, like when Jen, like the sleep thing, it's mm-hmm. so funny to me because with, with sepsis and her being, having that blood infection, like she needs rest to get better. And so they're like, all right, try to sleep as much as you can. But then every fucking hour or so they're coming in there mm-hmm. checking vitals. I know. It's like she can't. And then I'm getting stressed because she's not getting rest. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm glad that I'm, it's. You're the first person to be able to talk to who can really relate yeah, to that. It's misery. So it's nice. It's this is nice being able to talk to somebody who under, <laughs> kind of understands it. Um, so he, Eats? so he, well, so before that, the our new nurse, her name is um, Lindsay. Okay. Um, she's the youngest nurse that we've had, and she's training another nurse. And she comes in, and Kylie, it's like 9 p.m., and Kylie's supposed to be taking her Lovenox at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Lovenox is her blood thinner. Yeah, I figured. And uh, Shots still? Shots. Oh, shit. Um, no, it's, and, and sorry, it's uh, an IV, maybe? And maybe it's IV. I can't, She's I honestly, I can't, I, yeah, I can't okay. remember. I think it's IV. Um, and Kylie's like, hey, it's like 9, 9, 10 at this point, and we had met Lindsay two hours before that. And Kylie's like, hey, I was supposed to have my 9 p.m. Lovenox. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay goes, oh, no, I looked at your chart. It's only one time. And Kylie, and this is like our second day in post. Yeah. So it's, we've already had one day of two. Yes. And so Kylie's like, oh, no, like I'm supposed to have two. And Lindsay goes, no, I read your chart. It's only one. And Kylie goes, no, I, I'm, I'm supposed to have two. Trying to be as polite as possible. Yeah. And she goes, well, if that's your understanding, I suppose I could talk to the doctor and see maybe we could go to two. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, no, it's two. Please go look again. Yeah. Um, 
because I don't want Kylie to blood clot. So then Kylie had those leg massagers on prior to giving birth Mm -hmm. and they took them away from her. But she's still sedentary. Yes. Right. So I'm like, Kylie's like, hey, can I get those leg massagers? Um, She's like, I'm worried about clotting. Yeah. And um, the nurse says, we take those away after birth. They encourage you to walk around and not just lay around. It's literally what she said to Kylie. And I'm like, you realize that she just had a C-section and she's not mobile. Yeah. She has a blood clotting disorder. And those and her legs are hurting. Yeah. Please go get those massagers. And she's like, well, I'll talk to the doctor. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Cool. And why didn't you go do that? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, I wish I could have just seen you like get in this fucking like protective like dad husband mode. <laughs> I wish I wish I could see it because I know you're getting there. You're fucking annoying. I've tried my best to be as yes. like as, as nice and polite as possible and yes. understanding knowing like I don't know shit. Right. Right. I don't. I don't know anything. I'm not going to pretend that I know stuff. But what you do know, you do know. Yeah. I mean, I know enough about my wife's situation and what, like, the other doctors. Yeah. I'm like, all right, Lindsay, you know more than Kylie's perinatologist, Kylie's uh, anesthesiologist, more than Kylie's uh, hematologist in her primary care. But Lindsay here, she knows more than everything. Mm -hmm. So clearly, we're just going to defer to Lindsay on this. I'm like, come on. Like, your ego is insane and your your ego. Mm -hmm. And if your ego gets my wife or my my child hurt yeah. i want to be pissed oh yeah there's one thing you're gonna be rich. it's it's one thing <laughs> if you make a mistake out of best judgment yes right you looked at the facts you came to a conclusion and it was the wrong conclusion but i could see like you did your best right. that's I, I can live i can live with that yeah. it sucks i can live with that you not doing the right thing because you're so uh, ego driven because yeah. you're so ego driven that you glanced at you clearly didn't even read my wife's file no. and yet you still have the audacity to keep medication from her and keep something that is was a like necessity away from her yeah and then Lindsay forgets kylie's pain medication she didn't bring in kylie's tylenol or ibuprofen yeah so kylie's c-section scars just start flaring up <sighs> and she's in so much pain yeah and i'm like where's her medication and then Lindsay has the audacity at four o'clock in the morning when I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. I finally got to sleep, and then I hear, I hear in my, I can, like in my like <laughs> light sleep, Lindsay come in and whisper to Kylie. So I reviewed your chart, and it does appear that you were supposed to have two doses of Lovenox. So I'm going to give that to you right now. And um, and if you still think you need the leg massagers, check with the nurse in the morning, and then we would be happy to give them to you. <laughs> what did you say? I I just I just I waited for her to leave. Yeah. And I said, Kylie, do you want me to go get those leg massagers for you? And Kylie goes, No, I think I'm okay. I got up. I must like I rubbed Kylie's yeah. calves because that's where they were hurting. Yeah. Kind of stretched them out a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um. And Kylie was able to, at that point her urinary catheter was out, so she could oh, get up okay, and walk good. a good, bit. Good, good, so we yeah. kind of like walked around a little bit. And she's like, I feel okay. I don't think good. I need them, but. I was just like, you've got to be fine. I would have laid there with my eyes closed and just gone, just said out loud, really? <laughs> I would have definitely said that. But she waited. I mean, it was like she waited until like I was yeah. asleep. That's why I would have laid there and gone, really? <laughs> really? Just to let her know I was awake and yeah. listening. Yeah. So it was just like, 
And then like the side <laughs> eyes I would get at some, like some nurses, um, I think it just depends on what time they came in. Cause the, some nurses treated me like I was an absolute like piece of shit, derelict dad. Mm-hmm. Others were like, Oh, you're doing so well. And yeah, it was yeah. just like, okay, well you just happened to come in when like Kylie and I kind of had a shift change on taking care of Wells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, whatever, like, I don't know. But to the more exciting part, yeah. he's amazing. He's everything has been healthy. He's so they, adorable. They were worried. He looks like Kylie. Yeah, he, he does. looks just like mm-hmm. Kylie. That's what I. That's when he was born. All the nurses were like, "He looks like yeah. he looks like he his looks mom, just like it," which is good. Yeah, I mean, nobody. We don't want anybody looking like me. Why not? Only one Adonis <laughs> allowed. <laughs> uh, but um, you gotta fight him. Yeah, there can look, only be one. He was born. Uh, <laughs> he was born eight point three pounds, twenty one and a half inches. Yeah, um, big boy. Big boy. Um, he has been eating a ton. Good. Uh, yeah, everything's been healthy. They were a little worried about his breathe. The nur- the nurses there made us really worried about his breathing. Okay. And then we had um, a meeting. Well, then we had an appointment with a with a, with a doctor Sunday, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't know why they're worried about like they made you worry about his breathing. Babies breathe irregularly <sighs> as they're figuring out how, how to breathe. breathe. And he was a C like we know like C section normally for during vaginal birth they're able to get all of that ambiotic fluid like that force yes of being expelled yeah clears a lot of that out of their sinuses okay. c-section that doesn't happen right. so there's still a lot of it in there he's just working through and trying to clear that i don't know why they were so like they made mm. you worried like they're the the main pediatrician was like we're gonna have to put him in the nicu and we're like but he looks fine like yeah. they're like all, we're like all of his other vitals are fine his yeah. air is like his air his intake oxygen his level, oxygen yeah. level is fine why are we th- thinking about putting him in the NICU fuck that so it's just been yeah I not particularly happy with yeah. however like but at the the end result is good Kylie's right. healthy Wells home, is, Kylie's healthy. Wells is healthy he's a, he is he's all he does is poop eat and sleep right now but called it <laughs> but uh it's the time like the few moments where he is awake and mm-hmm. alert um reading to him being able to like rock him i'm reading him this book uh called nations fail (laughs) oh i thought about reading him how democracies die but i thought that was a little too depressing so i've been reading him this book about it's called about philosophy oh my god we just we just figured we just finished the chapter on socrates okay so very cool uh what do you enjoy about being a dad so far um I enjoy the, the I don't know the the un, kind of the un, really unspoken bond mm-hmm. of it all. Okay, like he's like he's mine. To, like I, it's stressful, but also I love it that I'm like I'm the protector of yes. this thing. Okay, uh, this thing that I like created, and right, it's right. and it's such a weird, uh, it's such a weird feeling. But um, I love being in that role. I mm-hmm. just kind of like the coat. That got put on me mm, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. being a dad for sure. So okay, that's been fun. Any fears? Oh, all the time. Yeah, like every every time I hear him not crying when I'm not like he's like in his bassinet because mm-hmm. he only wants to sleep with us. Okay, but he can't sleep with us because right. that's not particularly safe. Um, we can take we'll take naps with him for sure. But in terms of like sleeping in our actually yeah. sleeping in our bed, yeah, we put him in his bassinet next to the bed. Next I to imagine. the bed, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've got it like nestled right next to cool. me. But anytime I can hear him not kind of whining, I'm yeah. assuming he stopped breathing. Yeah. And he's dead. Oh yeah. So I'm like constantly like 
I put a hand in and like I'll I'll fall asleep with my hand on him. Yeah. So I'm like just constantly worried I'm going to kill him. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a rational fear, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I just I'm there's not a lot of like we're Kylie and I were just we're so dedicated on just allowing him to be who he wants to be. Right. 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 And where so it's just like I'm just excited about finding out who he is mm-hmm. it's kind of like mm-hmm. my my whole mentality on it is like he's mine until he's him right and then once he's him having that partnership of yeah. like allowing him to grow and become who he is right not just an extension of me mm-hmm. um not having this mold and jamming him into it yeah. but just saying you tell me where you need yeah. help. To I, mold I will. You into I will be you your want. guide. Yeah. but you are you. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm really excited to start that journey. Uh, have your feelings for Kylie changed at all? Uh, I mean, I don't like her as much anymore. I figured yeah. after seeing all that gross <laughs> shit. It's amazing <laughs> to me. Um, the stuff that I have seen mm-hmm. in the last two weeks mm-hmm. would have like caused me to just leave the room at any at all different points yeah oh yeah i um, was wondering prior to, prior, prior to yeah. this and now it's just like nah none of like i have seen everything yeah <laughs> like there is to be seen yeah at this point and i love her even more than, yeah. like, than yeah. i could that's have, awesome than i could have so. that's cool uh any thoughts or considerations about your own parents my mom is an absolute saint uh-huh. mothers in general yeah are amazing yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think you can't really fully appreciate mothers until you're a father right and you see what mothers go through i mean just all of it not even just like the birth giving right mm-hmm. but like the patience the patience and the care <laughs> yeah because yeah. yeah. i go like from annoyed from it's like zero to a hundred mm-hmm. where it's like I mean, Jen is married to me, right? So I've trained her well on getting through <laughs> annoying behavior. But her patience with Cheyenne is just mm-hmm. incredible. Well, and I'm just like, whoa. The few times I've been around you guys in parent mode, mm-hmm. I mean, both of you guys are amazing parents. But Jen, like, yeah, you talk about patience. Yeah. I remember at the wedding, there was times where it's like Cheyenne was be- like her ADHD was yep. going all these places and Jen just staying super like even keel and yep. Callie kind of has that me that way too and me on the other hand I'm just kind of like I'm a little bit more emotional and reactionary yeah, me so too. it's me too. uh <laughs> it's 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 good um and like how my mom like was able to like I can't even I can't even fathom like as Kylie Kylie's doing way more like not only did she give birth to something mm-hmm. she's pulling more like she's pulling so much more weight and has yeah, so much more sure. on her shoulders I mean, and the, how single moms yeah. or how moms with like derelict dads, yeah. how they're able to get through yeah. these the, f- the initial stage of becoming a parent, however that is, mm-hmm. is amazing. Like, I don't know how I, I just, it, they go to another level yeah, and for sure. thank God for, thank God for they them. They have to, right? They pull, yeah. they like, you're talking about that jacket of being a father, like, that coat that they're putting on of a mother it's it's recognizing like oh i have like it's not even like a a recognition of a responsibility it's just like i guess this is my life now like mm-hmm. this is what i have to do yeah dude i'm excited i can't I'm wait so for you excited. guys i can't wait, wait for you guys wait. to meet him we can't wait um, jen can't wait i told you she's like tell jake to send at least five pictures <laughs> i don't know have you seen inside out the movie Inside yes, Out? yeah okay and I, that was him you're uh, saying yeah so that's the emo like that anger. The, the anger emotion yeah. Because 
those two days in the hospital and he just like yeah he gets pissed yeah he goes beat red when he gets pissed oh okay so it's just like he get when he gets super mad he goes he goes like fire engine red yeah in any time it's anytime you set him down yeah pissed yeah anytime he's hungry Pissed. Yeah. So it's it um it's it just me, as dramatic as he needs it, to be. Yeah, exactly. So it's just <laughs> he uh uh I'm, I just made the joke that um I figured that's an, what you were going his with. anger his anger um emotion is uh running the control panel yeah. right now. Okay, so. okay. I love it. Yeah, he Jen loves, is uh he loves the cut he loves the cuddle. Okay. Um it's fun kind of uh just Letting him snuggle up to you. Yeah. I've done some like some skin on skin stuff, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just been it's been really cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. We definitely can't wait. I mean, we can wait, and we will wait as long as you 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 need. But well, with your, I mean, I we can definitely bring him over. Um, no, no, no. We will come to your space. Okay. We will come to your space. We're still like waiting for you to tell us when you need a, well, a just, meal. Well, I just didn't know like with your Jake, with your I'm surgery. Crushing it, dude. Well, I can see that. <laughs> Because like the timing of it all was bizarre, bizarre. Yeah. Because you text me like, "Oh, hey, I'm going in for surgery," On and, Monday. I, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah. like that's happening." So tell me about enough with me. What's going uh, on with you? Okay, so did I even tell? I did tell a little bit about on Jeff thoughts yeah. about how yeah. I went in. And they're like, "All right, surgery Monday." So I it, it doesn't it didn't really hit me. You know, people are asking like, "Dude, you're going to surgery Monday?" Like, isn't that wild? I'm like, I don't. I guess. I mean, it's just. It didn't really bother me or affect me any anyway. Mm-hmm. I was just like uh, I was more stressed about the works dynamics, just because I haven't been there not, and like through my probation and my probation ends on Monday, and I was just wasn't sure how all of that looked and getting the paperwork in and that all of that made it far more stressful mm-hmm. than the actual surgery. Um, so they're going in there, they're going to clean it up, or they're going to suture it if they can fix it. Probably not going to fix it, so they were going to just. Pull, mm-hmm. pull the pieces out that were sure. kind of shredded. Um, so we're walking in and we get there and I kind of, when I get into these, like when I'm like here for something and I need to do something, I mm-hmm. get in a like, no bullshit. Let's just go. Like get it done. Go, 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 go. And so like when we don't know where we're going, I'm like, I'm irritated. I'm like, I think it's over here. Let's go, sure. go, go, go. So like, but that's just me just trying to just get in and get out. Yeah. Because I don't like certain aspects of surgery. I don't like being in control of like myself. Mm. I don't like, like, that's why I never, that. that's why I never like everyone like did psychedelic drugs and shit. I could never do any of that because it's like not being in control of what you're seeing or what you're any mm, of that. That yeah. freaks me out so i know that at the end of this i'm going to be waking up out of surgery mm-hmm. and i hate that feeling uh, so i'm okay. kind of anticipating that and it's mm-hmm. kind of freaking me out a little sure. bit sure, sure. so we go downstairs to check in for where the surgery is and jen goes oh do you know what this room is and i was like no and she's like this is where i had my uh diagnosis surgery where they told us that bad news well, it was the exact room so it's like the exact lobby oh okay and then That's... and it's like the whole surgery area mm-hmm. and i was like all of a sudden jake was like Boom! my like everything just came flooding back mm. to the point where i'm trying not to cry yeah like jen doesn't know that but mm-hmm. i was like getting super emotional because i remember sitting in there and she's in surgery for a diagnostic surgery for endometriosis. Yeah. And then the doctor calls me, comes out and like pulls me aside into this office. And she's like, it's the worst I've ever seen. It's bad. I don't think you guys will ever have kids. And, and then I'm like, 
oh, okay. So then now knowing that, mm-hmm. and then like going into the room with Jen, she's waking up, she's not feeling good. And then when I go back to like prep for surgery, it's in that space. So I start, I look and I start seeing all the little cubicles we were in during like yeah. pre-op and post-op. And I just start thinking about like everything that was being said. And yeah, like all that flashback memory, all that dude, sensory memory. It's so vivid too. Yeah. And you know, I remember we got her in the car and I remember loading, like getting her into the car and that's the same place that I loaded into the car mm-hmm. and everything. And like, I remember we were driving home afterwards and I was just dead silent. I couldn't move. I couldn't think. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, uh, we'll just talk. We'll talk when you get home. Like, sure. I don't want to stress yeah. her out. And she's like, what's wrong? And I just lost it. I started crying and like, I had to tell her mm. everything that I was told. And it was just like, it's just, so much weight you know what i mean yeah. and then to go back to that space mm-hmm. it just instantly made me feel like shit um, i can imagine yeah so th- i text you a little bit about the trauma of the yeah. space like yeah, it yeah. was just like that was the worst part and i'm like trying to relax and not i'm not really too nervous about the surgery but now being in the space like yeah. this space has no good vibes for me no no <laughs> all I mean, bad vibes here yeah um so like we're going through and like fucking nurses there where they're like well i'm gonna all right i'm gonna get you set up and then i'm but there are other nurses at lunch so they might come in and take over i'm like okay then one comes back from lunch is like all right i'll take over and she's like they're like hey actually they're gonna have you go over here to do this for now and she's like oh okay so then the other nurse comes back three nurses checked me in and got me prepped for for just a i mean a fairly routine surgery yes but they were like, okay, one nurse took me to the bathroom. One nurse gave me my medicine. One mm. nurse had me sign the uh, waiver. One nurse did the IV. Like, they just had all these, like, people coming in and out or whatever. It was fucking obnoxious. Um, so then the doctor comes in and he's like, hey, uh, surgeon. He's like, are you ready? And I go, are you? <laughs> I go, who cares if I'm ready? I need you to be ready, dog. And he's like, I'm always ready, man. I said, okay. I go, if you're ready, I'm ready. And he's like, all right, cool. We'll probably get you in here in, like, 30 minutes. So I was like, cool. So... The anesthesiologist comes in and he's like, hey, so blah, 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 checking my airway because they're going to put a tube to help me breathe Mm -hmm. while I'm out and just talking to me about anesthesia and all this stuff. And he's like, my nurse, which their anesthesia nurses are doctors generally. I didn't know that. Mm. Um, But he's like, my nurse Steve's going to come in. He'll check in with you as well. He'll be in here in a little bit. And I was like, all right, cool. So then I'm sitting there and they're going through all the check-in and I see the nurse kind of step in front of my off in front of my little cubicle and I only see his eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And I know exactly who it is. And I go, Steve? And he goes, yeah, dude. And I go, what's up? Steve is my guitar player from when I was in a band when I was 18 years old. Wow. Yeah, you text me about that. Yeah. That's so cool. And that instantly, Jake, mm-hmm. took all the negativity away. That's which, so awesome. Like, he'll never know. Unless he listened to this, which he doesn't, but he'll never know what that did for me emotionally mm-hmm. and just, just to be prepared. Like, oh. it just eased everything. It's amazing. He, and I was like, and what, and what are the odds? I like, know. That's so cool. He's like, I saw your name on my chart this morning, and I was like, no way. And I was telling everyone, I used to play in a band with this guy. And... So, like, he's talking to me, and I was like, I thought you were still up in – he went to – got his doctorate in Gonzaga. So, I was like, I thought you were still out there. He's like, no, we just moved back to Vancouver mm. and all this stuff, and I'm up here because we were in Sunnyside. He's like, so now I work here now. And I was like, don't you have, like, a newborn? He's got, like, an eight-month-old baby. And he goes, yeah, and honestly, like, I thought it would be way harder, but I think I'm used to not sleeping as a nurse, so 
it's just kind of the same of everything. And I was like, well, that's nice. And he's like, super nice. And he goes, you guys have a new addition, right? Like you guys adopted 13 years old. I'm like, yeah, straight into teenage dude. And like, it was just really, it was cool. But what was bizarre is like, I was just up at Jeff's house Mm -hmm. who was the bass player of that band. And we were talking about like how random it was that Steve went to school to be a nurse and then went into anesthesiology. And then he's my fucking anesthesia nurse. It was just so wild, dude. It was wild. I, mean, I feel like that's the universe telling you you need to get the band back together. <laughs> I mean, so then he left the room, and I look at all the nurses, and I go, that is the greatest guitar player you will ever be in the presence of. And I'm not exaggerating. Really? He is incredible. Incredible. Flight of the Bumblebees, flawless. Seriously? He's amazing. Wow. He's won so, like, like huge prestigious guitar competitions in Oregon. He is wow. incredible. Damn. And he's like, so then, like, I don't remember ever doing this um, for surgery, but I guess I always like kind of went to. S- I remember them bringing me into the room and like putting me right to sleep uh, when I had my ACL surgery. Mm-hmm. This time they're like bringing me into the operating room and like I don't I don't ever remember getting onto the table by myself. But they're like just scooch on over to this table and I was like okay, so I moved over to this table and Steve's up above me and the other nurses are around and we're just all shooting the shit. They're asking me about what I do for like Clark County Mm -hmm. for the courts and all this stuff. And we're just kind of shooting the shit about it. And Steve's like, I used to play in a band with this guy. And like, we're talking about that. And I was like, yeah, Steve's a phenomenal guitar player. Like you guys, you guys couldn't even believe how good he was. And Steve doesn't say anything. I go real humble there, Steve. And he goes, well, I mean, I'm not, my chops aren't what they used to be. And I go, yeah, sure. Like, He's amazing. Um, but the whole thing was he's just like, you know what's weird is he's like, all right, so I'm going to start putting uh, the, anest- the anesthesia in. Just take some deep breaths. He's like, it's a little spicy, um, and you'll know what I mean in a minute. And I'm like, spicy? And I started like – I'm at this part, I'm starting to like go, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, because like, I'm Mexican? And then all of a sudden, I started getting like real pringly, like, mm. like stinging on my cheeks. And I'm like, oh, that's what he means by spicy. Next thing you know, I'm being woken up. And they're like, hey, my nurse is like, do you want Jello? You haven't eaten. And I was like, sure. Like, and so she's like feeding me Jello. And this is something that Jen has talked about, like being in in um, just these extreme health um, scenarios, mm-hmm. um, but the inability to talk. So for the one time I was really like, I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to come to this point where I'm going to start waking up and I really want to be as, try to be as aware and remember of much, as much of this as I can so that I could talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, you think Steve looked at my wing? (laughs) That's, I mean, it's possible. I asked Dimitri and he said, well, were they using microscopes? (laughs) I said, well, of course. I said, well, they had those tiny cameras, so maybe that would have helped. I don't know, right? Because this is my guitar player, dude. I'm naked. I'm vulnerable. And they're just mm. like, let's check his pecker, dude. I don't, who knows, dude? I feel like they record everything. Oh, great. I'm trying to see that. <laughs> I'm just saying, on Pawn Review, if they saw someone just like lifting up the uh, lifting up the moo-moo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm trying to remember all this, and for the first time, like mm-hmm. I remember trying to vocalize something and not being able to do it. Mm. Like I was like, 
can I get some water? And then it came out and I was like, why the fuck was that so hard to say? Not realizing that that is what Jen has been trying to describe to me forever is like just the inability to talk. I'm thinking it. I'm thinking I want to say it. And then at the same time, I'm kind of like nodding back off mm. and waking back up and like, but just that inability to talk was just freaking wild. Um, and then, and another thing that I was just thinking about everything that you were saying is they offered me a nerve block for my knee. Mm. Uh, for pain and they're like that's something that we'll do afterwards if it's hurting too bad so just let us know if that's something that you want to do and i was like okay sure and then so the nerd that doctor left and then when steve was talking to me about it i said you know i had some time to think about it and i was like let's just wait because if this is not as invasive or you know with acl they're drilling into my bone yeah. and stringing the the mm -hmm. ligament across um there's a lot going on a there. lot i got it then i remember mm -hmm. getting it then but then it's harder to walk and move and all of those things right so i was like just just wait and see and then i woke up and i didn't need it i was it was i was in a lot of pain which weird is my quad mm. really really hurt Huh. really it feels like someone just like punched my quad like 40 times mm, like quad pain sucks it's too. weird it's the only part that really hurts is on it my like knee. not pain or it's just like sore ache both really yeah Oof. it's like naughty like when i move it it feels like a oh, knot oh man it's weird anyway so um didn't get that but that was one of those things where i'm just like why the fuck like that just seemed weird to even offer right so i feel fucking awesome I feel like I could walk on it. I'm not going to. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. feel like I could. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Good. Yeah, That's it's awesome. amazing, and like I can even kind of bend a little bit, really? and like I don't know if I'm supposed to, but it it doesn't hurt. Like That's I feel rad. It's amazing. Yeah. That's so so cool. the fact that I'm going to work on Monday, I don't think is going to be a problem. Good. Which is good. Yeah. Um. But otherwise, yeah. I mean, I feel I'm here. I'm doing it. I got my eyes rigged up, and uh. Just, I am trying to take it easy, but I still got a lot of shit to do this week. Um, but we'll see. Otherwise, that's what I've been going through. But that doesn't mean, Jake, if you need a meal in this window, say something. Okay. Because we are ready, and I'm not going to bring you some shit that you're not going to like. I'll bring you some numbs, and you guys will enjoy yourself. Right. But it's completely right. and utterly so that you guys don't it's one less burden you have to worry okay. about or I mean, obligations okay i didn't want to bug i didn't i don't i would love for you guys to come meet him so i don't it's not I about don't, meeting him I even if we drop the food off and leave we'll do that completely un okay i appreciate that sentiment yes but you're not coming to my house and not coming in and meeting him like that's just okay but i don't want you to feel like you have to let us meet him okay like if you guys are like we're hungry we're tired Understood. Can you bring us food? Yes, we will bring you food, and we will you will drop it off. You guys enjoy it, okay. and we'll leave. Completely understand. Okay. And if we're at that point, I will let you know. Okay. But that's not going to happen. Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. But theoretically, <laughs> if that if if we were in that mindset, I appreciate I appreciate knowing that that is an option. Yeah, like okay. I I could imagine you could you're good you could be in that space where you're just over it. You're tired. You don't want to cook. You don't want to entertain. You don't have to entertain. Yeah. That's the point is not entertaining. For sure. We we don't want to be obligatory. Kylie and I, am, I don't know. I, I guess I should probably recheck in with Kylie today because mm -hmm. today was like the first day where I had my kind of overwhelmed, overwhelmed moment um, two nights ago. Okay. Like in the middle of the night where I was just like, I am overwhelmed. Yeah. Because I didn't sleep at all last that week. That doesn't help. So I was like, I need to, I need to sleep. And Kylie kind of 
took over. Yeah. Kylie kind of hit her overwhelmed moment this morning, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like getting her some like self care time. Yeah, absolutely. And so it was. Uh, but we were. Anyway, I'm getting to my point. My point being is that we didn't think we were going to want people over, but we've actually really enjoyed okay. company. Sure. It's been nice to have company. So, And at any point you need a break, mm-hmm. she will nurture your baby the same way you would. Like I, her, it's her own. Absolutely. I mean, I absolutely <laughs> believe that. So, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Definitely. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So on July 20th, 2022, Georgia prosecutors say all 16 fake Trump electors are targets in criminal probe. The House votes to protect same-sex marriage in the case of Supreme Court rescinds it. These are all things that happened on his birthday that I thought would be kind of fun to share. Okay. Um, Elon Musk soaks up the sun with pals aboard luxury yacht in Greece. Just in case just in case you want to know that. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully he gets sued into oblivion by Twitter. Uh, Valdi School District recommends firing police chief. Um, let's he see. hasn't been fired yet? Nope. Nope. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne walks with Kane while out with Sharon and family in Los Angeles following major surgery. Dude, he's he's rough, dude. Man. Ozzy, yeah, I'm I'm. It's gonna happen any day. It has to. That's too bad. He's old, isn't he? He is old, but he's got a lot of bad health problems. Yeah. Uh, July twentieth, twenty twenty two was the two hundred first day of the year. There are one hundred sixty four days left in two thousand twenty two. It's the 29th Wednesday of two thousand twenty two. Um. It's the thirty. It's on the thirtieth week of two thousand twenty-two. It's the thirtieth day of summer. Mm. Birthstone for this day is ruby and onyx. Zodiac sign is a Cancer. It's National Hot Dog Day, Colombian Independence Day, National Moon Day. Well, I love the National Moon Day because you know how much we are I into figured. like the moon. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. National so, Moon Day. National Moon Day celebrates when Neil Armstrong first walked the moon on 1969. Mm. The moon landing inspired scientific research and was a symbol of human achievement. The space vessel that landed on the moon was called Apollo 11. The crew of Apollo 11 include Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins. Cool. So good to know. Thank you. There's for some a uh, little bit of history. It was for funny Wells. in my. Um, our nurse was like, you know, like, she's like, well, we hope that he's going to be born on the 20th anyway, because who wants to be born on the 19th of a month? And I was thinking to myself, yeah, who would want that? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have said the 21st, too, because that's me. <laughs> the 19th or 21st, you don't want that. Bad, bad days. You didn't say anything? Nah. You should have. Nah. That, would, like- just, that would just made her feel bad. Yeah, that's the point. Uh, <laughs> She Dude, was she was a she was a themselves. she was a nice nurse. But people have to check themselves because they never know who or what anybody else is going through. Yeah. Right? You're right. You're right. right. You're right. But not that, that you're going through in, your birthday. Yeah, in that particular moment it didn't really in my my mind it was just like, eh, I'll let that one go. You really should have just said really when that little nurse came in though. <laughs> that one I should have, yeah. <laughs> that one I regret because she sucked. But she was the one who recommended the um I think out of just pure laziness, and she was tired of yeah. hearing him scream. Recommended the recommended donor. The, the donor milk. Um, so out of her laziness, we got a we got what was a godsend because he immediately just became so much better. Yeah, that's awesome. So good. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else, or is that it for this week? I mean, there's a lot of other shit that we could talk about. For but sure. I don't know if we uh, want to do all that unless you want to. Um. I mean, do you have any gripes? I just want to talk about your grinding. The, I just want to talk about the uh, the upcoming primary. Um, oh, here for here. Okay, if you got a 
I just want to say fuck Matt Gates. I just need to say that. Dude, he's a tr- he's an atrocious human being. He's a piece of shit. I cannot believe that is the that what he said is is just building off of the the persona that Donald Trump is. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, Matt Gates says amongst uh, among a lot of other trash things he said, but he's essentially arguing that the people, the women who are fighting for um, pro-choice, are not do not are 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 women who nobody would want to impregnate anyway. So why are they fighting for those rights? He that's, says that's not essentially what he said. That is exactly. <laughs> Well, I mean, just in, in, in worse words, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The quote here is, uh, Matt says, pro-choice women who look like a thumb don't need to worry about getting pregnant in this video rant. He said that to um, Turning Point Action Conference. Yeah. That's a bunch of high schoolers. Are you kidding me? That's a high school conference. <gasps> Oh, so they're just getting they're jazzed up, dude. They're feeling it. Mm-hmm. Why is it the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions? Nobody wants to pre- impregnate you if you look like a thumb. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. He's a well. He's a house member mm-hmm. from um from the sl- uh, the swamps of Florida. Yeah. Like up north Florida. Yeah. Like he's not from Miami Dade area. This dude is from like. Well, the thing is, is that um, he's not from there. His family just built a house there because it's easier for him to win election in a deep red district right. saying shit like this. Yeah. Um, even well, and though, that's his crowd, too, right? He's probably picking up dates there. I mean, he's under federal investigation for child sex trafficking. Yeah. And yet they're allowing him to speak at a high school conference. Yeah. And he's saying, nobody wants to impregnate you, yet he's the guy that pays for sex. Yeah. So... He's, he's a winner. He's awful. Yeah. He's just awful. And he's going to, I mean, he'll continue to be in Congress until, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, he's talking like the unattractive people that he's talking about. I guarantee you, if you were like, that's probably, he's talking about in large part, I'm assuming a lot of his district. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Winning, I guess. Yeah. I. But they cheer him on. Yeah. Like obesity uh, in Florida is terrible. Yeah, but still, but I they're just, like, oh, they're like, oh, he's talking about them, not me. Yeah, it's like, dude, no, he's literally insulting you and yeah. preying on your on in and just gambling on your inability to look in a mirror. Right. I, I and he's he's preying on your ignorance. Also, isn't beauty in the eye of the beholder? For sure. It's objective. <laughs> well, it is objective, but he's talking about a thumb, which he's talking about overweight. What well, Joe, people say Joe Rogan looks like a thumb, and he's ripped. Is he ripped? I mean, he's in good shape, dude. Is you he? gotta look at him. He just okay. looks thick well, because I mean, he's I, strong. Nobody's trying to impregnate Joe Rogan. I am. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tell me about the 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 local campaign. I'm seeing all the ads. All of them are Jamie's. I've not seen any of Homeboys on on TV. Yes. So that's interesting because. I don't have cable. So I'm watching Big Brother. That's where I'm seeing them. Okay. Yeah. On I don't, CBS. Yeah. I don't have cable. Okay. So I see nothing from her on TV because I'm not watching. It's it's on there. It's, it's on there all the time. Okay. Yeah, I lot. mean, I, I only have the streaming services, yeah. which don't really have ads. Right. Um, so that's good to know because I was going to say I see hardly any of her signs. Me too. Hardly Me any. Too. Um. And whereas anywhere I drive, I see Heidi St. John. 
Like, oh. She has, at least in the Ridgefield area, she has signs everywhere. I can't turn down a a street without seeing a Heidi St. John. Okay. Um, she's the other half of the MAGA crowd. Okay. That's running against Jamie for the Republican side of things. Yeah. Even though Washington is a nonpartisan primary. So it's top two regardless. Yes. Of, we talked about this, but it's top two regardless of party. Uh, there's only one Democrat still left in the race. It's uh, Marie uh, Glusenkamp Perez. And I was like, man, she's not getting any party love. Like the party has spent, the Democratic Party has spent very little on this race. Really? They pretty much surrendered the, the Washington third. Yeah. So it's very likely we could end up with two Republicans running against each other in November. Yeah. Um, but I was like, man, I'm not seeing, Jamie must, like her internal polling must be pretty, um, she must feel pretty secure with her internal polling that because okay. there's no signs out there for her. Yeah. I, I was wondering the same thing. I'm not seeing her anywhere. And I'm like surprised when I see it because mm-hmm. I'm looking for it. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm, but I, I just don't think you can take anything for granted with yeah. in today's with even with today's like with polling especially. But you just you don't know who's voting, yeah. who's abstaining. Um, it's it's crazy like it's crazy out there. Yeah. And um, so if she ends up losing, like it's kind of on, it's kind of on her because she's raised more money like far more money than anybody else um so it'll be interesting i'm hoping that saint john who has gained a lot of traction amongst the people who are like f joe kent but also like we're trump we're trumpers but joe kent is a little much for us yeah uh heidi saint john kind of fits that mold Mm. where she was like you know uh the the election wasn't rigged but trump shouldn't be impeached there's nothing impeachable for trump um and she's a christian her whole thing, oh, she doesn't God. have a, she doesn't have like, uh, she doesn't have like a st- steady job. She's okay. a Christian. Her whole thing is she's a Christian podcaster. Okay. I just, I'm so tired of unserious candidates. Well, how's that unserious? This is serious. I'm not saying this isn't serious. But what if you ran for candidate? But if this was my only option, if this was my only thing on my resume to be a congressperson. Okay. Is that the only thing? Yeah. Okay. Then no. But it, even even if you only did this podcast, you still have a shit ton of other things I think you could put on there. Yeah, but what makes her think she can go? To, she's going to go to Congress. Yeah. And know anything about poli- like anything about politics process? You don't have like to. Well, that's the problem. I'm tired of unserious <laughs> candidates. Yeah. Yeah. It's like anybody anybody who says the right things can just go to Congress yeah. and we'll be fine. It's like if you keep electing these people, you deserve the clown show of a country that we're going to get. Yeah. The problem is is that I don't have the means to be able to leave your clown show. Like it also affects me. I oh, have Oh, that's interesting that you say that cuz I had a listener bring up something that they wanted to talk about. What's that? It was this 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 view of um, and I don't know if it's patriotism or um, nationalism or however you want to look at it, but this idea, I read an article uh, that mo- more most people are like a lot of Americans are leaving America for European countries. Number one on that list was Portugal. Um, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, um, I've actually I actually knew that. I've looked at Portugal. Really? Mm-hmm. So, what you know there's when you and i have talked a little bit about what you know what it means to be an american and american pride but like also being willing to criticize the government Mm -hmm. and 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 how things work um 
and the listener was really just asking, like, maybe have a conversation around that. But what you just said is like you don't have the means to leave. Right. So whatever is instituted in this place affects us. Mm -hmm. So is it un-American then, I guess, to leave? Un-American? I mean, or or what? You know, you know what I mean? Because there are so. those who will call you unpatriotic, or you know what I mean. And and Jen and I were driving the other day, and this truck had the Pledge of Allegiance on the back of the truck. I've seen those, those and it's the so first thing truck. I noticed on the truck. And I was like, I thought it was the Second Amendment at first, and I was being, I would be more annoyed if it was the Second Amendment, less annoyed if it was the Pledge of Allegiance. But then I get more annoyed that it's the Pledge of Allegiance because that's just a weird fucking ritual in itself. It shouldn't even be a thing. It's weird. It shouldn't be a thing. It's not. Yeah. Pa- it's not patriotic. But you're pledging your allegiance. That's not patriotism. What is? Um. The the want the want to mm-hmm. out of your own volition to defend the country. Mm-hmm. Patriotism nationalism mm-hmm. is about that undying loyalty to to it that zero sum. Yeah. I'm going. I'm pledging everything that is me. To the nation, yeah. regardless of what it is and what it stands for. And that, that willingness that you're talking about, I also think, like, in this conversation with this person, we were talking, I was talking, she mentioned um, how necessary it is to, like, isn't it more patriotic? Isn't it more American to look out for the fellow Americans? And then when you don't, how could you not feel like wanting to leave? Right. So you're talking about the repercussions of instituted law and how they negatively affect people and can negatively affect us as individuals. If this does not become a place or is no longer a place or doesn't feel like a place where you're cared for, where your government cares for you, where your people cares for you, where you feel like you can you're guaranteed health and happiness. Why wouldn't you consider leaving? I would absolutely consider leaving. I've considered leaving. Me too. Because Jen, Jen was Jen was a listener, <laughs> but Jen was just like, you know, we, we talk about like we look at these other countries and we see all these kind of like social programs or social awareness or mm-hmm. the ability to care for uh, uh, their their citizens in different ways. And anytime I bring it up to you, Jeff, you're like, all right, let's go. And she's like, I just feel like you're so ready and willing to like do it someday. And I go, I am. Yeah. Why not? I don't have any. I don't have any loyalty. I mean, the government government has to earn our loyalty. Yeah, right, right. Very well said. Why would I, why would I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, because, because this says it's, because somebody's bumper sticker says this is America. Yeah, because the lines on the map say that this space is America. No, no, I'm, I am loyal. I am patriotic. I want to defend the the values that America was founded on mm-hmm. and understanding that we're not perfect. Yeah. We will probably never be perfect. No. But the fact that the, this country has been on a slow march with some ebbs mm-hmm. and some flow, like, but for the most part, we have been on a trajectory towards realizing those promises. Mm-hmm. And at that base level, I can be like, this country is worth defending because it defends its citizens. Mm-hmm. It defends its citizens' right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. When that is no longer the case, and yeah. it is empirical that it is no longer the case, like you can look out and you can see 
not just individual citizens mm-hmm. being um, derogatory, being oppressive to others based on all sorts of uncontro- right. uncontrollable things. Mm-hmm. And then the government itself is now instituting policies that directly attack and ostracize individuals. Mm-hmm. And you see a regression. Yeah. Why, why, am, why would I be loyal to something like that? Yeah. That's not... That doesn't uphold my values. Yeah. No, fuck that. Yeah. I'll find some place that does. Yeah. That's very well said. And that's why she wanted me to bring it up. <laughs> that's all I have. Just, okay. just vote. Yeah. August 2nd primary. You may not think primaries mean much. Yeah. In this particular... I'm not happy with Jamie. Yeah. Um, her vote. Her, her vote and then her bullshit excuse of why she voted against marriage equality. To protect marriage equality. Um, absolutely awful like would cause me to not vote for her in any other election yeah but because of the realities of the nonpartisan primary mm-hmm. um and the realities of we're facing down the barrel of a gun of our democracy may no longer be a democracy in 2024 mm-hmm. that is a real possibility we need people who are going to be in office who are in position to be able to uphold an election, a rightfully elected election in 2024 and not give in to the pressure of, um, because so many people just looking when you, when you watch the committee hearings and you realize how close we were, all it would have taken Trump didn't want necessarily want people to go along with it. Mm -hmm. He just wanted people to say nothing. Just right. Right. Like about rusty Bowers. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Just, do nothing. Don't be in our way. Yeah. And don't do and you just don't, have don't to do, do anything. You just, just don't do have nothing. To, just do nothing. Yeah. And we'll take <laughs> it from here. Yeah. It's very easy for people who to to to, to go along with that. Yeah, the fact absolutely. that Jamie and the fact that Jamie didn't yeah. is enough for me in this atmosphere, in this environment, to be like I the more pressing thing is to make sure we have we still have a democracy. So what does the election look like then? So say the primary ends up being not two Republicans, but a Democrat and Jamie. Mm -hmm. Then I vote for the Democrat. That's what I'm saying. So at that point, it's getting making your decision. It's making sure that Kent and Heidi St. John are not on that ticket come November or they're not the ones going against the Democrat. Yes, that's the most important thing, because whoever comes out the Washington third legislative district is like a plus five leaning plus six mm-hmm. democratic district, right. Republican district. The democratic party knows that this is an important seat and they need to hold seats Yeah, or t- because there's, they're looking down the barrel of losing the house of representatives. It is probably an 80% chance that ho- the Republicans retake the house in 2022. Mm-hmm. That is happening. Right. So, but it's trying to limit the damage mm-hmm. and you're trying to make sure that there are at least some decent Republicans right. in that majority. And they are not funding the democratic candidate. Yeah. There is no funding for the, the single democratic candidate. And that's the reason why the other the other Democrats dropped out prior to the primary. It's just like well, there's no funding here, right? So they understand that it, the party understands the realities of mm-hmm. this district. So it's making sure that that if there is a Democrat that gets to the final two, right? Because there are considerable amount of Democrat voters in the Vancouver proper mm-hmm. area, enough to probably get a Democrat onto the final two. That Democrat is not going to win the the general election. Yeah. Because what will happen is whoever the Republican nominee is will win, mm-hmm. right? Even if 
the people who despise there's a, me I despise Joe Kent I wouldn't I will never vote for him right but there are a lot of people who like well we Down don't ballot. like we don't like Joe Kent mm-hmm. but we're not voting for a Democrat yeah we see the R we're going mm-hmm. with the R and for that sure. will carry Joe Kent to Washington yeah so whoever wins the whoever is the Republican if there ends up two Republicans then it's like okay I'll probably I mean I think Jamie will win because enough Democrats yeah, will vote for Jamie for sure but if it's Kent or Heidi St. John versus the Democrat. Yeah. They're going, I mean, they're winning. Yeah. So it's, this is, this is the elect, this is the election. Yeah. If you are the against, primary if you is are, what matters. If you are against Trumpism, this primary is more important than the general. Yeah. And then once we get there, you can make your decision yeah. as long as it's Jamie mm-hmm. versus somebody else. Yeah. Then you can make that decision. Yeah. But you don't want a different Republican in no. that. Because they will win. Yeah. I don't. There are there are Democrats in Pennsylvania and Michigan who are in primaries crossing over, knowing that mm. they don't have to like whoever their Democrat is. Like they're they're crossing over and voting for the moggy like the most MAGA Republican primary candidates, making them win so that their Democrat in the general election oh interesting has a has a like has a better chance yeah. of winning because they don't, they're in a moderate purple district. Yeah. They don't, they're like, well, we don't want a moderate Republican because that moderate Republican would beat our Democratic candidate. Way more candidate. challenging, yeah. But you put up a shitty... Extremist. Extremist. Yeah. You're banking that that carries your Democrat to wow. the win. Wow. That doesn't work here no, because, no, 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 because, no, no. Of yeah. the, because of the nonpartisan primary sure. aspect of Washington. Yeah. Don't fall into that. You see it working in Pennsylvania and Michigan that will not work here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're seeing that strategy and you're a Democrat and you're thinking about using your vote strategically in the primary, this will not work here. No. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Get past the primary and then go gung ho for just who, do whatever you want. Just whoever get you this need prim- to just get through this primary. Prevent those other two you. from getting there. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Jake. I can't wait to meet your boy. I can't wait for you to meet him too. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed Jake being back. I know I did. <laughs> Bye.